Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level three. I got to be honest with you. I did not look at my account. I did not look at my account and see what uh, see what the uh, the final tally of the night was. And I was just pleasantly surprised. Like I guesstimated. I guesstimated. <laughs> I thought I was like, hey, stupid Steelers, you son of a bitches. You bastards. Um, I was like, I don't really think I won. Like to be honest, like you know, I, mean? I was thinking it was one of those deals. I just sort of like I was racking up my head. I was like, man, I did have Mari Cooper at plus money. I gave it on first touchdown on the show too. Uh, Mari Cooper, and I did tell the story on Game Time Decision tonight about how I triple, I triple clicked on Nick Chubb. Basically, I bet Nick Chubb props last night at like three to four in the morning, knowing. That I was like, man, these numbers are going to move. He's 83 and a half. I got to get in on this. So I took Nick Chubb. I was like, oh, I'm going to take Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. He's going to score a touchdown. So I'm going to take Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. And then today, I did it again. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I didn't look. You know what I mean? I was just sort of, oh, man, I was like, man, I'm going to take Nick Chubb to score a touchdown in this game. Got to get my Nick Chubb bet in. And then, so I bet it again. And then after... I got mad because I saw that in an odds boost for Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. I was like, son of a bitch. I've already bet this. And now I got the boost. But I was like, I got to bet this. But I didn't know that I bet it twice already. Right? So I thought I just bet it once. And then I bet the odds boost. So in other words, I bet the odds boost. And I bet Chubb twice to score a touchdown. And I bet him once to go over the yard. So I won like four bets on Chubb. I hit him on Cooper. And I did go big on uh, Coastal Carolina. And the Coastal Carolina. The Coastal will win. And the Coastal will go over. So... Not that it affects your lives, but I basically, I won. I did not lose. I ended up winning a couple of hundred bucks in the end. I wasn't sure. I was like, I think I lost a couple of hundred because of that teaser. But I'm also ahead of the curve here because I've been bad. You know, I bet this and I bet that. And sometimes, you know, I don't live and die with this stuff. I'm passionate about it, but I, when the shows are over, I do a lot of research and I soak it up. There's a lot of sports and obviously I'm prepared for stuff, but I, I'm not the type of person. I don't sit and stare at my sports account. 
You know what I mean? I'm not looking like, oh, I have this future and I have this and I count this and look at this every night. You know what I mean? No. I look at the end of the day, did I win money or did I lose money? And I'm like, okay. And then a lot of times I'm like, man, how come I don't have more money in my account? I just, I didn't lose. I just won. And then I remember, oh, yeah, yeah, you bet that future. You bet this. See, the other day I was actually upset about it. And I realized I bet like $2,000 worth of NHL futures. And now tonight I was sort of like, oh, how come I don't have more money in my account? And I'm like, oh, yeah, boom. Uh, I bet $500 on the U.S. Uh, to beat, win the President's Cup parlay with the Geelong Cats. That game's tomorrow night. That game's tomorrow night. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's not at their regular time that they normally do this. I guess because it's the championship. It's starting a little earlier. Starting at uh, 12.30 Eastern time. Which means we're going to be on live during this match tomorrow in its entirety. We're going to be on tomorrow night. It's going to be the grand final in-game live, baby. G-Log. Who's ready for some football? AFL football, that is. The G-Log Cats and the Sydney Swans. We're breaking it down. We're going to be on live tomorrow night for this match. For the record, I like the G-Long Cats a lot. I watched Sydney last week. It, that, that, that game was one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. That was the best AFL game I've ever seen in my life. But it was one of the best sporting events I've ever seen in my life. I don't say that loosely. Yeah, how many times you guys see me tweet that out? I am Gabriel Moranzi. It's level three. This is Sports Rage. What's up, SoCal? Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159, International and Globally, Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates and the Armed Forces Radio Network. So we're going to get into some college football in a couple of moments. Brett Beard will join us. Normally joins us on Friday nights, uh, but steps up and in. A day earlier. Tomorrow night, we've got Howard Balzer going to join us from Arizona. Of course, Howard Balzer, longtime football columnist and uh, reporter, covers the Arizona Cardinals now for Sports Illustrated and more. Balzer will step up, and then we've got the Rams and the Cardinals on the board. We've got the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins this week. And it's incredible what the, the – listen – the, the Miami Dolphins off to a great start this season, but what, what we've seen in the Buffalo Bills outscoring their opponents 72-17 so far. And if you're unaware of this record, the Buffalo Bills, the last 20 times the Buffalo Bills have won in the regular season, they have won by double-digit points. It ties a record going all the way back to 1941-1942 by the Chicago Bears. And Bill fans, Bills Mafia, for the record... The Chicago Bears won the championship that year. And in fact, it's the most lopsided championship in uh, in NFL history. Chicago beat Washington 73-0. Moral of the story is, Washington had been sucking for nearly 100 years. (laughs) Although they did make it to the championship game. Although they did make it. So, yeah, we've got, man, we got a great, great weekend of uh, college football, NFL football. Roger Fetters, potential last match. He's playing doubles with Rafael Nadal at the Laver Cup. They're minus 150. How do you not take uh, Nadal and Fetter in this spot? I don't know if they're going to go all the way and win this thing, but I doubt they lose to Jack Sock. We got soccer for breakfast in the morning. College football talk next. SEC, SEC, bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicklaus and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagle's Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Sports overload. Let's do this thing. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brancy. Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks. The Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio. Brett Beard will join us in a couple of minutes. We'll talk college uh, football. Uh, we've really run the gauntlet tonight, and I've enjoyed it. We've really got to get used to this and really start to... Um, I mean, it's already the quickest 108 minutes in sports talk radio as it is, but we've got more and more sports starting to um, to be added to our rotation. NHL hockey is going to be in a couple of weeks. we got Major League Baseball playoffs. That's going to be awesome. We'll get back to more baseball talk uh, once the playoffs start. It's sort of the call before the storm. But I did want to check in with the Diamond uh, right now as we are into the stretch drive. The postseason is around the corner. Aaron Judge went, uh, he came close tonight. He crushed one to like center field right at the warning track. It was right there. The cameraman kind of fell for it and went too high, so people thought it was out, and it wasn't. (laughs) Um, They walked him a couple of times. I don't think Boston want to be the ones to uh, to you know they don't want to be the ones to to you know be the ones that uh, people think oh pitchers grew pitches yeah as if I don't think they want to be part of uh, Yankee history here. But as far as the wild card situation is concerned, so in the American League right now, the Toronto Blue Jays are the top wild card team. They have a game and a half lead on the on the Rays. The Mariners are up four games on Baltimore. Let's give credit to the Orioles, a young team. Nobody expected this. Their win total was 62 on the season. They're 78 and 71 right now. I don't think they're going to make it, but I give them credit for not tapping out. And it's interesting because if you're Seattle, I you know if you're Seattle, are you really in a rush to wanna even you know get any to change your your position here? Because the way the format works is. The top two wildcard teams play against each other, and they don't travel. Just for the record, if you're unaware of this, and I don't hold it against you if you don't know, because baseball changes their stupid format every two seconds, all right, and their rules. Who knows? We have a pitch clock for the playoffs. Oh, you're going to have to slam dunk the ball to hit a home run now, too? Like, I don't, I don't know. Who knows what the hell they're doing? 
But so basically, it's a three-game series, best of three, best of three series between the first wild card team and the second wild card team in the stadium of the first place wild card team. So as it is now, Tampa would play at Toronto in a three-game series. Whoever wins the series advances. And and if you're Seattle, you would play Cleveland. So like the third wild card team gets the um, gets the uh, the the lowest division winner type of deal. So they they would get Cleveland. And if I'm Seattle, I would rather play Cleveland than go to Toronto. I would rather have to deal with Cleveland than than going to Toronto for for the. Um, you know, for a, for a three-game series. But Cleveland are good. Maybe I'm under, underestimating them. Now, as far as the National League is concerned, I talked about this on Game Time Decisions. I don't think I did. I don't think I Maybe I brought it up maybe briefly on the show the other night, but I took the Milwaukee Brewers to make the playoffs. I got it at plus 280. I didn't go massive on it, but I got, you know, I got a nice piece. So I got the Brewers to make the playoffs. So essentially, look, there's three teams for two spots, right? Atlanta are ten and a half games up. Atlanta are going to be the number one wild card team. So San Diego are up a half a game right now on Philadelphia. So as it is now, San Diego would be going to Atlanta, which wouldn't be a fun time. And and you got Philadelphia up on two and a half on Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee have sort of turned a corner right now. And listen, Philadelphia have stopped the bleeding. They had lost five in a row. They've won two straight now. But but with that being stated, the the Brewers schedule eases up. The Brewers have had, you know, they had to deal with the Yankees, they had to deal with the Mets. The Brewers schedule eases up. I I ultimately believe that the Brewers will find a way to get in. And I think Philadelphia will be the ones on the outside looking in. So I got a piece of the Brew Crew at plus two eighty. As far as my season win bet totals are concerned, the Dodgers are already home at over 96.5. That was our our big one. We've got the Seattle Mariners over 84.5. The Mariners are at 82. And we got the Mariners to make the playoffs. So our, our baseball futures were very profitable. Yet we did lose Cleveland. We took Cleveland under 76 and a half wins, and Cleveland were much better than we thought they were going to be. And as far as the Colorado Rockies are concerned, I think I could be in trouble right now as they've lost four games in a row. <laughs> the Rocky win total is 69 and a half. They're at 64 right now with 12 games left. I need them to play 500 baseball over the last 12 games of the season. And, oh, yeah, by the way, they play the Dodgers six times. As a Dodger fan, I'm going to have to hope that the Dodgers take it easy. I'm going to give them permission to take it easy on Colorado in our last weekend. I think we're going to fall short on this one. I think we're going to fall short, which is a disappointment, but it's okay. I really don't have all that much on it. But just out of spite, because of George Kurtz, I want to be right and not admit that uh, you know that Kurtz was right and not betting Colorado over 69 and a half. Because before the season started, Kurtz came on, and I told him I'm all my baseball futures, and he agreed with all of them except Colorado. And I was like, why would you agree with all of them? I said, I said just trust me on this. They're going to go over 69 and a half, all right? 
And he goes, no, I just can't do it. I said, oh, you're going to regret it. And here we are right now. So I got to be honest with you. I want to win this bet more because of that with George Kurtz than the money. I don't even have that much on it. When I looked at it, I was like, man, I don't even know what I care about this for. I don't know. It's more out of principle <laughs> at this point. It's out of principle. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe. Like I said, they got to they gotta go six and six. They got to go six and six uh, down the stretch. But I do maintain. I do like Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee are going to find a way. They only have 12 games left. So, in other words, there's two weeks left of uh, regular season baseball. Then we're into the playoffs. And I could let me I want let me confirm. When did the major league baseball playoffs start? Isn't it is it is it October the seventh? I think it is October the seventh, right? I just want to confirm because that's the same day the NHL starts, actually. It is, yeah. Friday, October the seventh. That's when the NHL starts. How cool is that? So that's what I was, you know, how this conversation started when I said, you know, worlds are colliding. There's all these new sports and things that are coming up. The World Cup is around. Man, the World Cup is massive. Like, you know, it's going to take us a month to break this thing down. It would take us two months, three months to break down every prop if we went through every prop. So, yeah, the, the baseball playoffs start Friday, October the 7th, and so does the National Hockey League regular season, but with a couple of games uh, in the Czech Republic. The San Jose Sharks and the Nashville Predators are opening up the NHL season with two games in the Czech Republic, and then it starts on the 11th in North America. But we've got breaking news um, from from the NHL actually from tonight, and I, you know I wanted to take a look at this. I wanted to take a look at this, and um, are there any key Russian players? On the San Jose Sharks and the Nashville Predators, off like off top of my head, no. Because the Czech, the Czech Republic, the government of the Czech uh, Republic, has informed the National Hockey League that Russian players are not welcome in the Czech Republic. They will not be allowed into the country. And if you're thinking, "Wow, that's kind of crazy," and well, tell that to the Czech Republic that's been invaded before, right? So, all right. It's not like, you know, you're talking about Ovechkin in Washington or something like that. How many Russian players are on the Sharks and the Predators? This is sports rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Sirius XM Channel 159. Sports Grid Radio Networks, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Is it Friday? Is it the Friday Night Freak Show? No. It's the Thursday Night to Throwdown. But we couldn't wait to talk college football with Brent Beard. Steps up and in a night earlier with us uh, this week. And uh, we're stoked to have him. Always a pleasure. First Coast News College Football Analyst, Heisman Trophy voter, Brent Beard. Always a pleasure, Brent. How you doing tonight? Dave, I'm doing well. It's great to be on with you, too. And, look, we've got some uh, really great games in the SEC this week. And, Gabe, I can tell you this, next week is even going to be even wilder uh, for October 1st. But, first of all, this week, and there's some good games. You know, it feels like it was just like two days ago that you and I were breaking down Florida and Utah and and the season opener and here we are uh right now (laughs) into week four of the college football season already so let's start off at the top uh the georgia bulldogs are rolling along they smashed south carolina uh last week they get kent state uh this uh, week uh but you know for people that are paying attention because georgia haven't played uh, a big game since they played against the ducks in the season opener this is a scary and dangerous football team that's talked about because of their defense so much, but this offense is clicking uh, right now. And I'll tell you what, Brock Bowers might be the best offensive player in the country. This kid is unstoppable. SEC Conference Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, five passes, 121 yards, uh, three touchdowns, two receiving, one rushing. It's the fifth time in Bowers' career uh, that he's finished a game with over 100 receiving yards and the second time that he scored at least three touchdowns uh, in a game. This kid is just a phenom, Brent. Gabe, he has 17 touchdowns right now already. The Georgia record for receivers, 30. So uh, he may be breaking that. I'm not going to say this year, uh, but certainly next year. My yeah, goodness, the kid's only a sophomore. He's yeah. still only a sophomore. I mean, the way he's playing, Gabe, it may be this year. But now, look, here are three things that really stick out to me for Georgia. They've allowed 10 points in three games. 10 points total, Gabe, in three, three, points, games. three points per game. <laughs> they, they've scored on 21 to 27 offensive uh, possessions. They Their school record for points, average points, was 41 in 2014. Well, right now they're averaging 43, and that would be a school record. I'm not saying that they'll break that. But that would be incredible if they did. And, and just as a humorous sidelight, they have maybe the best tight end room in the nation. Now, Darnell Washington, one of their tight ends, was 
being interviewed yesterday, and they asked him how big he was. Gabe, he is six seven and a half, two hundred and eighty pounds as a tight end. Dear God. <laughs> I, listen, I know it's only one championship, but as it is right now, I think they've supplemented Alabama. I just think, you know, as you say, they're 21 and 27. They're just, they're playing perfect football yeah. uh, right now. And now the pressure's off, Kirby Smart. Now the pressure's yeah. off that program. Right. They can just go out there and play football without having to worry about, oh my God, what are people going to say about us if we don't win yeah. uh, again? And that's what makes them so scary uh, to me. And if you look at their schedule, I I get it. All right, they go to Kentucky. You know, they 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 play in the cocktail party. They get, you know, I just say there's Tennessee, but really, I don't see anybody beating this team, Brett. No, no, I, I think they run the table. I, I agree with you about that. Now, they will have a bit of a challenge when they get this uh, gauntlet of Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Kentucky. That that could test them. But but Gabe, you and I are on the same page. They're better than every one of those teams. I, I don't have any doubt about that. I think they're undefeated, uh, and they will be in Atlanta probably to face Alabama again. So we've got a matchup of Tigers versus Tigers uh, this week with Missouri and Auburn. You and I discussed Penn State uh, going into Auburn last week. It was hard to believe that that was the first time ever that a Big Ten team had played at Auburn uh, before and considering the result, I, I'm not sure that they, uh, you know, that Auburn, uh, the Auburn faithful, are going to be in a hurry to want to invite a Big Ten team back, or maybe invite Northwestern or Nebraska uh, yeah. next time. <laughs> but yeah. with yeah. all kidding aside, you and I have talked a lot about Harson and that seat. It's got to be warming up now. And it's yeah. one thing to lose a game like they did last year at the goal line, and you're right there, man. They got it handed to them on their home field. Penn State fan took that stadium over with the chance by the end, and Auburn fan left the stadium. They walked out. Yeah, and it really makes you wonder at uh, 11 o'clock Saturday how many fans would be on the stands for uh, the, the Missouri game. And, Gabe, people may not have heard the uh, the latest, which is uh, just piling on, piling on, but Zach Calzada another one of their quarterbacks who transferred from Texas A&M, shoulder surgery on his non-throwing shoulder, out for the year. T.J. Finley now is out with an injury. He's not going to be playing against Missouri. So, at basically at this point, uh, that, 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 leave, that leaves you with Robbie Ashford, as you know, the Oregon transfer. Hey, Gabe, if you and I had any eligibility, we could play at Auburn right now uh, as quarterback, and that just makes a bad situation even worse for them. I think I'm going to apply for the coaching job. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have the arm strength anymore, Brad. I'm going to apply for the, I'm going to apply, I'm going to for the coaching uh, job. And for the record, too, these coaches, and listen, they're not exactly happy in Missouri either about the no. way things are going no. with this program. No. No. And and these coaches are good friends too, right? Yes. Uh, you yes. know, they go way back to the Arkansas State uh, days. Good point. Yeah. And look, Missouri at this point's got got the, probably the better quarterback in Brady Cook, uh, and Luther Burden is is a kid 
that they really like. I mean, that they can uh, offensively, they can use them. They can use them in the return game. But this is a situation that, that this is going to be difficult for the loser. It really is. Uh, and here's the other thing. If Auburn, Gabe, if Auburn loses this game to Missouri, oh, who are the next three games? LSU, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Fred Beard uh, joining us on the Late Night Anger Management class. This is Sports Reg. I am Gable Morenci. Countdown to kickoff is on some big-time games in the SEC uh, this week, including the 20th-ranked Florida Gators taking on the 11th-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. I remember discussing the Vols with you before the season started, uh, Brent, when you and I were doing a preview, and I said you could tell this program's going in the right direction. They're putting points up on the board, but they need you know some signature wins. And, you know, the going going back, guys, Florida and Tennessee used to be one of the best rivalries in college of football. The Gators have owned the Vols. They've won five in a row and 16 of the last 17 football games between the two of them, including a 38-14 beatdown last year. What's your take on this football game? And can Heupel and Hooker and the Vols get it done? I don't know if Florida can score enough points. That they can't win a track meet the way Anthony Richardson's playing right now. Their strength is their running game. Montreal Johnson is averaging nine uh, yards a carry. Tre- uh, Trevor Etienne uh, is averaging seven point five yards a carry, and Richardson runs the ball better than he throws the ball. Now, if Jack Miller the backup quarterback for Florida was healthy. He had thumb surgery early in the year. I think he would play some in this game, but I but I think he's going to be out. Uh, Ventrell Miller desperately needs to get back the linebacker for uh, Florida. Boy, Gabe, Tennessee is rolling, are they not? Hendon Hooker uh, is uh, playing extremely well right now. Jalen Hyatt, another wide receiver, five catches, 166 yards, Cedric Tillman. Tillman's know, amazing. He really is. We know what he can do. Now, here, here's – I'm going to give you this stat, but it's a little bit misleading. Last year, Tennessee allowed 30 points a game. A game gave 30 points a game. This year, they're allowing 14 points a game. Now, that sounds much better, but Tennessee's also played Ball State and Akron – along with Pitt. So is the Tennessee defense really improved? That's, that's uh, I think, going to be the difference in this game. Two things. Is the Tennessee defense improved? Because Tennessee will score points. And B, can Florida control the ball and the clock with their running game? Tennessee Volunteers looking to improve. Um, this is their best start since 2016. So they're looking right. to, to, to keep this thing rolling uh, right now. And, you know, they went. They actually started 5-0 in 2016. And Anthony Richardson, the honeymoon's over right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it is. It's amazing when we consider last year the, the, the question marks at the quarterback position in Gainesville was, you know, the hot topic conversation all year. Richardson has that great game against the Utah Utes. And people are talking about him and how great he is and the Heisman and all this other type of stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, what a what a roller coaster this has been. And Coach Napier has got on record as stated that, you know, they need better, better production uh from the quarterback. 
Uh, you know, I, I swear we're up against it here, Brett, right now. But I have fond memories of this, this rivalry going back to the Steve Spurrier and the Johnny Major days and, you know, old school Andy Kelly. <laughs> Remember, like, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Andy Kelly rivalry yes. and stuff. And, yeah. man, this is big time. These guys used to always both be ranked in the top ten. And this is big time again, guys. 20 versus uh, 11. All right, more with uh, Brett Beard on the other side. The late night anchor match for us continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Thursday Night Throwdown. This is Sports Rage, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. What's up, SoCal? The 50,000-watt juggernaut, the loudest station in the nation. We're talking college football right now with a Heisman Trophy voter, First Coast News College football analyst Brent Beard joins us. We're talking SEC uh, football, and we've got some great games and some big-time games uh, this week. So just to wrap up the Tennessee game, the oddsmakers – think that uh, the Gators are in big trouble here. The Vols are actually 10.5-point favorites, Brent. Gabe, that is the biggest margin uh, that Tennessee has been favored. I don't mean in years. I mean in decades. Uh, that You're exactly right. Uh, now, some research I saw today was the most Tennessee's been favored as of late. Uh, has been basically less than a touchdown. We're talking about double digits now. So uh, there's no doubt a historic historic point spread right now. It really is. That's a lot of points to lay. It is. It really is. When I saw the spread, I was like, wow. I thought it'd be like three and a half, four type thing. Because as you stated, listen, Tennessee have looked good. They've looked good and Pitt are okay, but this is, you know, when you've lost to someone five times in a row and 16 and 17 yes. times, you got to sort of prove it, don't you? You got to go you, out there and show it. No question about that. And it's a, this is a huge game for both these teams and game. You called it. Remember, this game used to be the opener for CBS after the first two weeks of the U.S. Open. That, that third week of September was always Tennessee and Florida. Uh, I was five fond memories, as, as I said. I remember it's a crazy story. Um, and I sort of regret it, but I, Red Fox was playing in Vegas. I was like a kid, too. Like, you know, I was like 18, 19, you know, type thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Red Fox was playing in Vegas. Loved Sanford and Son, obviously, growing up. And I was like, oh, my God, Red Fox is playing tonight. But Florida's playing Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up, word of no lie, real glamorous, 
This is like in the late 80s, too, because, like, so Vegas wasn't sort of as big as it is now. It's a little different. But, yeah, I ended up watching a game in, like, a motel room. All right? Like, I went and I bet money on it, and I ended up watching a game in, like, a motel room. It was, like, a 45 nothing game, too. Oh, right? yeah. Like, the Gators yeah. smoked them. Like I can look up the exact year. but And then Red Fox died, like, a month later or something. And I, I always remember that. I was like, man, I can't believe I stayed and I watched a football game instead of seeing Red Fox. But And it was Tennessee and Florida. So that's why I always remember. Every time that's I play, cool. I have my sort of childhood memory of that. So A&M survived last week. Yes. Um, but the offense, you know, seems like 17 is the number here, right? You know, so the offense yeah. gets to 17, right. gets stalled again. You talked about, well, we don't really know how much of a difference it's going to make with the offense with Max Johnson uh, starting. And it really didn't. They had an offensively challenged Miami Hurricane uh, football team that was on the road. They're not facing an offensively challenged Razorback team here. Uh, you know, and this Razorback team, unbelievable uh, job that Pittman's done here, guys. Looking to looking for their second straight four and start. They haven't started four and in back to back seasons since the late '80s, the old Ken Hatfield uh, days. It's been that long, but this Arkansas program is on the rise uh, right now. Scary football team. And what I find interesting about this matchup is Arkansas's weakness is their secondary. They're getting yes. killed in the air. They're giving up yes. 353 yards a game in the air, guys. It's ranked 131st in the country. But they're playing a team that can't throw the ball. Right. So I don't know if AM can do anything about it. And conversely, isn't this a weird stat, Brent? What do you make of this? So they're giving up 353 yards in the air in the ground, but they also lead the nation with 17 yeah, sacks. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. That that's amazing, frankly. Now, part of this problem is they've had a lot of injuries in the secondary. The Catalan kid was one of the better defensive backs in the league, and he is unfortunately out uh, for the uh, uh, season, so that really hurts them. That is a very unusual stat when you think about that. Uh, but again, KJ Jefferson uh, is on fire, and the guy that may be even hotter than he is, uh, uh, believe it or not, would be um, Rocket Sanders. Rocket Sanders is a running back, had had uh, 167 yards last week, leads the SEC in rushing yards. Uh, so I can see this being. Uh, uh, not a not a fifty point, uh, a fifty two to fifty type thing, but I but look, Max Johnson, ten of twenty one forty against Miami. The best thing that A and M can do is to give the ball to Devin A Chain, who had over a hundred yards combined last week, and I Smith is another big target. Now, A and M had a lot of guys suspended, uh, particularly in the secondary, and I think I think those guys are going to be back. Uh, again, this is in Jerry's world. It's a neutral site game. Uh, but, Gabe, I, I just think Arkansas is playing too well uh, at this point, and I think they will be able to win this game. Now, here's what we got to keep our eye on, too. After, if A&M loses this game, their next two games, Mississippi State and Alabama. So, and then Arkansas at, plays Bama next week uh, in Fayetteville. A lot on the line Saturday in Jerry's world, Gabe. You know, no one ever really talks about Arkansas in the big, big picture, do they? But no. this, is, this is a scary team. Like, it is. You know, they are. Like, Alabama really better are. be ready. Like, obviously, yeah. they got to get through. They got to get through A&M. But it, it, imagine how big that game's going to be. If yes. Arkansas wins Absolutely. this game setting up next week, uh, hosting Bama, man. No question. You know, let me ask you. 
are they so they're giving up 353 yards a game in the air but they've also had the lead and stuff i find sometimes yardage stats could be a little bit deceptive right right but, you know they're only giving up like 68 yards a game on the ground are they actually that good against the run or is it just because they're that easy to throw on <laughs> so well, no one's actually trying to because that's that's sort of my thing here is texas a&m going to be able to run the football number one and number two moving forward if AM can't get a passing game going in this game, then Fisher's in a lot of trouble this year because yeah, they're not going to yeah. be able to throw on anybody. I agree. Uh, and, and with the games we just talked about coming up, that this, I'm not going to say it's a must win for AM, but it's pretty close. Now, the Arkansas situation is this, and people may have missed this, uh, and Bobby Petrino's team last week against Missouri State, Missouri State got out to like a 17 nothing lead, and they were oh, up no. by t- that game. They're up by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Arkansas, to their credit, comes back. Now, I'll tell you a guy who's who's really playing well for Arkansas is former Bama linebacker Drew Sanders, maybe the best playing linebacker right now in the league. It's amazing how well he has done. So, to your point, Arkansas's front seven is playing well, but they're struggling, as you said, in the secondary. Brett Beard with us just for a couple more moments. Strange schedule this year, isn't it, Brett? Yeah. In which teams play conference games and then are playing a non-conference game, the old right. sandwich spot, so to speak. Yes. And then back to conference play. And we see that in, in the SEC uh, this week. You know, as we talked about, like Georgia. Georgia played South Carolina last week. Now they get Kent State. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so it's sort of a little reprieve. So Bowling Green uh, go to Mississippi State. What did you think last week about LSU getting it done against the Bulldogs? I, I was really impressed uh, the way what LSU did. Now, look, I like Will Rogers uh, and what he's done. But Gabe State's problem is they really don't have a real competent vertical passing game. Now, they can they can pass you silly within about a 15-yard radius. But when you go outside of there, they really have struggled. So uh, These that, spread offenses, Brent, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. They struggle in the red zone, man, they when do. you're in a tight they spot. They really do, suddenly. don't they? You just, they move the ball in between the 20s, right? Yeah, they, they do. I agree with that totally. So th- so that's something, uh, and and hopefully State can get that together. Uh, now, they need the running game to get get going. Jacavius Marks uh, is one of those guys that, that they're going to be uh, depending on. But the other thing that happened is Will Rogers was off target. They had a muffed punt, and Gabe again – this is Alabama used to do this. Mississippi State's kind of taking the mantle now. State has this habit of missing extra points for some reason. These kickers are driving or <laughs> driving Mike Leeds crazy. <laughs> these damn kickers are like that. They have a habit of missing extra points. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, 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 watch an NFL game too, and you'll be like, how, how, you know, aren't you getting paid for this? Come on, man. <laughs> aren't you getting paid? So before we get you out of here, Brett, uh, Kentucky. Kentucky rolling along right now. They get NIU uh, this week. Mississippi, I'm not surprised they're doing what they're doing. Right. You know, you look at their schedule, and we thought that these guys could probably cruise for the first uh, seven weeks. Alabama uh, get Vanderbilt on uh, Saturday night. Uh, New Mexico at LSU. Charlotte at South Carolina. It's kind of the calm before the storm. One last sort of one last non-conference dance before things get serious, Brent. 
and it really revs up next week. Now, for Ole Miss, they're running the ball extremely well. They lead the league in rushing, Gabe. Think about that a minute. Zach Evans from TCU has come over, and they are playing extremely well right now. Uh, and, and, look, I do like what also what LSU is doing uh, with um, the uh, Daniels kid. He has been impressive. Uh, they play New Mexico, as you mentioned. Uh, but, but, look, Keep your eye on this Kentucky team. Uh, that not only is Will Levis playing well at quarterback, Kavasi Smoke at running back, but the big deal here is next weekend, from what we understand, Kentucky is supposed to get Chris Rodriguez back. Yep. And they and they play Ole Miss. Oh my, what a, what a game, game that's going to be. But but uh, as we've talked about, Gabe, Chris Rodriguez is a thousand yard to twelve hundred yard back a year, uh, tremendous football player who's been suspended until next week. Brett, before we get you out of here, a couple other games and notes called football wise. How about them Jayhawks? Our huh? Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Oh yes, playing playing Duke. Hey, th- hey, Gabe. This is not a basketball game. No, <laughs> this is a football game. Both of them. And it being might be as many points as a basketball game. <laughs> no, say Kansas has scored as many points as their basketball team is. On oh, Brent, their season win total was two and a half. That's two right. and a half. Oh yeah. They're, they've already won oh, yeah. three football games, and I tell you what, Clemson. Better yes. be ready. It could be yes. on upset alert oh. here against Wake, right? This is sort of where there could be a shakeup in, in the poll at the top here. Uh, DJ uh, Ungalale has got to get better. Uh, now, Will Shipley at running back is, is carrying them right now, but that's going to be a big test with Sam Hartman, uh, the quarterback at Wake Forest. That game's at Wake. Uh, I think Clemson will win, but Gabe, still, the point is Clemson has got to get that passing attack improved and playing much better as the season goes along. And finally, in closing, the USC Trojans, I think this is their first true test. With all due respect to Stanford. You know, going into the farm is one thing. It's kind of a casual, laid-back environment. It's not in Corvallis. These these kids are nut jobs. I've I've, I've been to Beaver games, Brent. They're nuts, all right? Like, it's hardcore. They're going to be fired up. I've always thought that this was sort of a trap game and a big test, and I still think it is, but... I mean, this USC Trojan football team's for real, Brent. Keep your eye on this team. Uh, well, and, and let me say this. Uh, he, he, this is what's going to be the difference. Uh, USC can play seven-on-seven seven with anybody, uh, with quarterbacks and wide receivers. How far they go this year, Gabe, is going to be determined by that line of scrimmage and that defense. Uh, how how well are the or the blo- is the blocking and the tackling going to be doing as they go on? And how will they do against a physical football team like a Utah at some point? Love it that they're getting back. Uh, uh, college football is better when USC is better. But that, and it will get better as it goes. But that line of scrimmage is paramount to me for USC. Oh, there's some fun college football being played in Los Angeles right now. People don't talk about it much, but the UCLA Bruins, they survived they last are. week against South Alabama, but they That's can right. score on anybody as well. Absolutely. And they're thinking, you know what, you all talk about USC. We think we're as good as these guys are, <laughs> right? So yeah, don't oh, sleep yeah. on Chip Kelly. Yeah. Red, time always flies by, my man. Always a pleasure. We'll catch up with you next week. Can't wait, brother. Take care. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Thanks to Brett Beard for kicking it with us on the program. Always fun talking college football with Brett. I'm getting fired up. We've been, uh, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. There really is. Like, it's my mind is just spinning in the late night hours here. It's crazy because, you know, we do six hours a day. You figure, all right, we'd be tapped and wiped out. Our routine, uh, we were going to watch, we'll watch Star Trek now in the background. I don't even know what it's called, which one it is. I think it's Voyager. I get confused. It's the one with the guy from Quantum Leap. (laughs) Scott Bakula. Um, I'd never seen it before. I'm I'm an old school Star Trek guy. I'm an old old school like Captain Kirk and Spock and stuff like that. I, you know, I don't mind the Picard one. The other ones I'm not really into with Janeway and the Deep Space Nine one. But uh, this one's pretty good, actually. It's not bad. Um, so I have it on in the background. And then I start my, you know what I mean? I start the handicapping for real. I start firing off futures, all this stuff that's in my head all day. I'm like, all right, let's get this in. Let's do this. But I'm just starting to think about things. I'm like, man. We got college football, we got NFL football, we got Major League Baseball. So the playoffs are around the corner, so baseball is like whatever this weekend. But uh, we got all the soccer in the morning. Um, we got uh, Nadal and uh, Federer playing doubles in what could be Federer's last ever match. So for the record, we're going to take it. Uh, it's tomorrow afternoon. We're taking Nadal and Federer minus 150 to win the match tomorrow. The Labor Cup and doubles tennis tomorrow, minus 150. USA-Japan. This thing's at like uh, 5.30 in the morning on the West Coast here. Um, USA-Japan soccer. We're going to go under 2.5. Under 2.5, USA-Japan. Canada and Qatar. I think it's going to be a draw. I got a feeling Canada and Qatar is going to be a draw. Follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. I'm going to post all these picks. And I've got NHL division winners spinning in my head here right now. <laughs> Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.